0: Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, my fine friends. Welcome to the fourth episode of Season 5 of the Tom Petty Project Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Brown. This is the podcast that digs into the entire Tom Petty catalogue, song by song, album by album, and includes conversations with musicians, fans, and people connected with Tom in some way along the way. Last week's episode was uh, my fantastic conversation with Megan Volper, and I hope you all tuned into that one, and that you're going to be picking up her brand new book, Straight Into Darkness, Tom Petty As Rock Mystic. Again, it was a wide-ranging chat and I could have spent probably most of the afternoon talking to Megan as she's you know very insightful, articulate, and a very warm conversationalist. I really enjoyed it. I also wanted to remind you all to check out the Deep Dive Podcast Network on Twitter. You'll find podcasts dedicated to bands like Aerosmith, Iron Maiden, Uriah Heep, Lynyrd Skynyrd, and many, many more. Um, the two shows I've really become hooked on, though, are And the Podcast Will Rock, and In the Lap of the Pods, uh, which cover Van Halen and Queen respectively. So go check those guys out on Twitter because they are fantastic and very, very funny. Um, I also have some Queen-related news coming in the next few weeks, so listen out for that. One last quick note um, before we get into things. um, I have set up uh, some merchandise on my website. So if you go to tompediproject.com and go click on either the store link at the top or click on the image of the merchandise, you can go see some of the uh, the t-shirt designs that I've, I've drawn up. So Again, a quick note on that. I've tried to do designs that are, you know, inspired by Tom's art or stories about Tom, or you know, those types of things. Without really, I certainly don't want to infringe on on any copyrights, so I'm, I'm staying away from images of Tom and directly quoting, you know, too many chunks of lyrics, that kind of stuff. So go take a look um, if you want to buy one of those. I've sold a few already, and people have been very nice in in their feedback about those designs. So go check that out. Again, I'm not making any money from the sale of these uh, t-shirts or any of the merchandise. Any money that I do make uh, will go to Musicares to support artists and musicians who, you know, people still struggling coming out of COVID. And musicians struggle generally because we underfund and undervalue the arts uh, these days. So... All the money will go to Music Airs, and um, yeah, I'll be looking for more ideas for t-shirts, and more will be coming out in the next few weeks, few months, so keep checking back. There might be something fun and interesting that you enjoy. Anyway, back to the music. Uh, Today's episode looks at the third track from Long After Dark, Deliver Me. Uh, And as always, go give the song a listen before we get started. There's a link to the song in the episode notes, as I don't play the track itself in the episode, so I'd encourage you to give it another listen once the episode wraps, I said episode a lot there, eh? Um to see if you hear the song differently. Are you still here? Really? Go listen to the song already. Ah, fine. Okay, let's get on with it. In Paul Zolo's excellent book, Conversations with Tom Petty, the song only has a single short question and response. Paul mentions that he likes the chorus and Tom says, yeah, I like that one. We played that one quite a bit during that period. It was fun. Cue me heading over to setlist.fm to find out whether the song was a staple on the Long After Dark tour and maybe even beyond. Now imagine my surprise when the website lists only two instances of the song actually being played. I'm pretty sure I read or heard somewhere that the band kept meticulous records of their setlist, so I hope that someday those are released in some format so those big old stats nerds can waste you know, innumerable hours poring over them and running all sorts of dreary calculations. I'd do it anyway. Um, it would be surprising if Tom's memory was off on this, but it's also quite a surprise that the setlist website would be so far wrong. Deliver Me starts with a pretty long 19-bar intro. And after the the synth and drum loop-led sparsity of You Got Lucky, Deliver Me leans back into their quintessential heartbreaker sound. The first eight bars feature Stan keeping a rock-solid backbeat going with some nice little hat lifts on the forehand, with Howie just filling in some ascending and descending root notes. You know, actually, back up. In case you're wondering about this forehand malarkey that I sometimes talk about, I talk about and, I can't remember if I've explained it before, so if I have, prepare to suck eggs. So again, in a regular four beat bar, you obviously count one, two, three, four. Now, if you fill in the gaps between those beats with the word and, so one and two and three and four and, you end up with spaces where you'll often find a lot of percussive gold. And the hat lift is that sound you hear when the hi-hat is opened and then closed. So in this intro, you'll hear it open on the and and close on the one. or just slightly ahead of it sometimes. Um, it just fills in the beat a little and makes it um, slightly more interesting. I really like the way the two guitars are working off one another in that opening eight bars on those big, meaty chords, and they're doing it very, very simply. You know, if you listen to the mix, you can hear that one guitar is slightly crunchier and he's just droning on that chord. They're not it's not changing it, not any notes in it, Um, while the second guitar, which is slightly lower in the mix, is adding that suspended note to the end of that phrase. So it's a super simple little intro riff and after the first four bars of it you get that nice broken piano chord which leads into a big organ swell into that second part of the intro where we get the main chord progression and Mike's slide guitar solo which is capped off with some harmonics. And curiously this might be the first time I've really heard Mike use harmonics in this way though I might have to go back now and check. It might also be the first time in the catalogue that the song starts with a solo. The verses follow the same chord pattern with the instrumentation dropped off in the mix and the guitars you know, fairly muted. Howie's bass is simply sitting on the root notes and Benmont is mixed way down on those deep organ notes, swelling back up into the chorus where he brings the piano back in. After a standard eight bars, we get that one extra four count that leads us into that chorus and stands, you know, whip crack snare sound on the fill. I love the way snare sounds on this song. And you also get a fantastic big floor Tom push after the lines, take this chance, boom, boom, take this dream, boom, boom. So it just gives it that big meatiness. I also love how the vocal is double tracked on the first two bars of each four in the chorus. So deliver me, deliver me, and take this chance, take this dream. So Tom's singing that twice, he's singing the same lines, and it really makes those lines pop without using the harmony. Tom just uses slightly different voicings to get the contrast that he's looking for. Coming back out of the chorus, we don't get that extra bar, but the song goes straight back into that intro riff with Benmont again adding those broken piano chords and the organ swells. This section is only four bars this time, instead of eight, heading into that second verse. The drums, bass and guitar are played pretty much exactly the same way in that second verse as they were in the first, but now we get Benmont filling in more of that space with both organ and piano um fills. The count is the same back out of this verse with how he's adding in a really nice major key arpeggio sliding into that second chorus where Benmont is again higher in the mix. So again, the chorus goes through again and to this point we're getting a solid if somewhat unremarkable Tom Petty rocker. It's nicely constructed, perfectly arranged as always and it's hitting that groove really nicely. But, you know, it sounds a lot like a lot of the things that were on Hard Promises and on the Torpedoes. So where's the bridge going to take us? Well, I'm going to put this out there right now. This might be my favorite middle eight on any album, up to maybe Full Moon Fever, I would say. Yeah, that's how good I think this section is. It takes a pretty sneaky right turn straight away if you listen by adding a two beat bar at the end to lead into that first part of the bridge. So instead of one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four bridge, you get one, two, three, four, one, two, one, two, three, four bridge. Pretty flipping clever, man. And you get that at the end of the bridge as well. And right in that, so right in that little section, we get Mike handing in a, a, a chiming, broken chord guitar phrase, which again is lovely and, and quite different and stands quite stark against everything else that's gone on in the song so far. And then we get that the first part of the bridge is that chuggy, hard sort of rock and roll progression. Then in the second half, Tom starts doing that little scatting thing and Benmont's organ comes back into the mix. And again, this it just doesn't really sound like anything the band has done to this point, so it's an example of Tom still finding interesting ways to take what are ordinarily simple sections. The piano then trills us into that second half of the bridge, which again, fairly unusually to this point in the band's career, has lyrics to go with the completely different key, chord progression uh, and tone. Stands playing side stick in this part, uh, with Howie taking a melodic lead instead of the guitars, and Benmont adding in uh, the fills and licks with the guitar sitting just behind those licks in the left channel, playing around the same chords but in sort of in different patterns. So you get this really nice, it's almost almost like a glittering, shining, shimmering kind of. It's almost like the light sort of glinting off a, a pool or something. Is the way that, that um, is the is the way that the music sounds to me. Um, and Tom takes the edge right off his voice during this section too. Uh, And We fear the first sort of beginnings of what his tone would go on to sound like on later records with songs like Angel Dream. It's really clean, buttery smooth, and it's got that tone that, that brings the pace and tempo of the song back down as much as the musical change does i tell you, boys and girls, this guy is simply one of the best vocalists I've ever listened to, you know, in terms of his choice of phrasing and style. Maybe he doesn't have the power of, uh, of a Chris Cornell or a Freddie Mercury, but the way he sings songs and the precision with which he makes those decisions, I think is pretty much peerless. So we then get that big push back out into the chorus as the volume builds, the guitars come back in, and Stan starts hitting those floor toms again. The chorus runs through with a couple of extra lines of take this heart, deliver me, take this heart, deliver me. we got a couple more of those at the end before we fade out with that intro riff. We do get a lot more piano in this section and how he's wandering all over that chord progression with his bass. So, you know, that's a fairly standard Heartbreakers outro. But coming on the heels of that wonderful middle section, he still manages to punch his way out of the song. Alrighty, it's time for, oh, you know what it's time for, don't you? It's time for some Petty Trivia. Um, your question from last week, well not last week actually, the week before, uh, was this. In 1988, Tom sang backing vocals on Joni Mitchell's Dancing Clown" from the album Chalk Mark in a Rainstorm. But I asked you to tell me, who was the other iconic 80s rocker who also appeared on the song? The answer is, Billy Idol. This was a weird little cameo appearance from Tom that I, I stumbled across while digging around looking for something else, and I wondered if anyone else was aware of it. That's why I asked it. Um Apparently, Joni Mitchell had heard Billy Idol singing his version of the R&B ballad To Be A Lover. Great song, if you've never heard that one. It's a really good track, and, and another excellent live track. Um She felt that he captured the spirit of the song and brought to it the, the fresh energy and spirit of rock and roll. His vocals were recorded a few days after the Grammys in 1987, and... If- Later after that, Tom would record his cameo on the song. I'll leave a link to that song in the episode notes, and you'll see Tom's contributions immediately. They're pretty obvious, even though they're fairly minimal, and it's Tom in full-on character mode. He's singing from a character. So your question for this week is this. Of the 16 Heartbreakers and Solo albums, two contain three songs with the word You in the title. Which two albums are they? And to make this a little bit easier or a little bit more interesting, I'm going to start making these questions multiple choice, I think. And then I'll post those on Twitter too so that we can see what people think. So, two albums have three songs with the word you in the title. Is the answer, A, You're Gonna Get It and Long After Dark, B, Full Moon Fever and Hypnotic Eye, C, Echo and The Last DJ, or D, Wildflowers and Hard Promises? So head over to Twitter on Friday, and I'm going to post a poll up there, and we'll see what you guys think. Okay, back to the song. I was talking to Megan last week about the tone of this album being really quite dark thematically, If you look at the song titles in Isolation, there's a definite despondency there. Deliver Me, Change of Heart, Finding Out, Straight Into Darkness, Between Two Worlds, A Wasted Life. You know, obviously the cracks in Tom's first marriage were more than sort of hairline fractures at this point. But more importantly, the pressure he was feeling at the time to deliver another hit record and ensure that all the people depending on him weren't being let down leaked out into the lyrics on this album. Paul Zolo comments to Tom that many songwriters have said when their life is in turmoil, that's when they write their best work. And this would seem on its face to be a fairly logical observation, but Tom tells Paul, even if I'm writing a sad song, I'm usually happy when I write it. I tend to write when I'm really up. I don't even like playing music when I'm down. But still, I think consciously or subconsciously, you know, those pressures and internalised struggles are going to find their way out onto the page. And that chat with Megan has really made me reevaluate this album and sort of rethink where some of these lyrics are coming from. And the more I consider this one, the more I'm certain that this track is probably the clearest indication of Tom expressing frustration with the album tour, album tour, album tour cycle, and maybe feeling like he's on a bit of a treadmill. The chorus, take this heart, set it free, baby, take this heart, deliver me. You could definitely interpret those lines as being about a relationship, but if you put it in that professional context, this is Tom singing about feeling chained down by the weight of expectation. This seems to be resolved in the bridge when he sings, I never have made my mind up about it, I've just decided to let it all ride. So there's a sense of resignation there. Also, a quick note on that line, I never have made my mind up about it. It's another fabulous example of Tom's attention to originality in his songwriting. I never have made, rather than I have never made. It's slightly more awkward to sing. The latter flows more naturally off the tongue, but the former has a ton more character. You can almost imagine someone suggesting changing those around and Tom smiling to himself and saying, Nah, this way's better. And he'd have been dead right. <laughs> Okay, folks, that's all for this week. Deliver Me is a pretty straight up-tempo rocker that doesn't stretch itself too far, but is really well arranged and really well performed. It's most definitely elevated, though, for me at least, by that fantastic bridge, and it's one of those sneaky Tom Petty tracks that really sort of burrows its way down into your brain and sits there playing itself in the back of your mind. It definitely follows a trusted template, and because of that, I think it might be slightly overlooked in the catalogue. I also think that for a lot of bands, this could have been a decent single to release. But the Heartbreakers wouldn't release four singles from an album for another five years. It is worth noting, though, that you know while the bridge brings that sort of fantastic freshness to the song, overall I would say that it feels like a, a pretty standard Iovine era Heartbreakers track and doesn't really blow your brains out. You know, um, I'm sure some people absolutely love this track and it might some people it's probably even their favourite track, but. You know, With all those things considered, I'm going to give Deliver Me a rock-solid 7 out of 10. Um, Please remember to continue to support humanitarian efforts in the Ukraine. Um, I would urge you to do that if you have the means and continue to do so if you've been doing it already, as I keep saying. Um, As always, I've added a link to the Red Cross donation page in the episode notes, and I will keep doing that. The Tom Petty Project, as I said off the top, is a very proud member of the Deep Dive Podcast Network. So if you like noting out over your favorite bands, go check them out on Twitter, at Deep Dive Podnet. And see if there's a podcast dedicated to any of your other favorite artists. Don't forget to follow me on Facebook and Instagram at The Tom Petty Project. And on Twitter at Tom Petty Project. And of course you can find me on YouTube as always. So go follow, like, and subscribe as applicable. Again, if you have the chance and you have the time, a review or a rating will be wonderful. If not, you know what, if you just want to listen to the podcast, that's fantastic too. Uh, The Tom Petty Project is not affiliated with the Tom Petty Estate in any way. And when you're looking for Tom's music, please visit the official YouTube channel first to try to find what you're looking for uh, and go to TomPetty.com for official merchandise. Don't forget to check my website um, for Tom Petty Project merchandise, which again, all the funds for that will be going to uh, Music Airs, so I'm not making any dollars off that. Uh, Don't forget to go check out the Tom Petty Nation and Tom Petty Fans Forever groups on Facebook, if you're not already remember. Um, They're excellent fan communities and you will enjoy hanging out there. So until we meet again next week, keep listening to and sharing Tom's music. Try to be kind. Try to say I love you to someone at least once a day. Stay safe and healthy. And I'll be back with you next week to dig into the penultimate track from side one of Long After Dark, the marvellous change of heart. Bye-bye.